Well, good evening, and uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's a very, very uh, traumatizing and sad day where we have uh, learned the news and seen some of the footage that was taken from the shooting and the killing of the well-known and highly regarded Al Jazeera journalist, Shireen Abu Akhla. Uh, and uh, I worked for Al Jazeera for many years. Shireen was, of course, a great fixture of the channel. And I know her colleagues at Al Jazeera are feeling this very, very hard today, as are correspondents right across the region who have known and worked for her. Um, but we're joined uh, by our great friend, uh, Ramzi Farood, Palestinian author and also founding editor of the Palestine Chronicle. Um, Ramsey, of course, you knew her too. And I wondered if before we sort of embark on what needs to happen now, um, if you have some personal memories you could share with us. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the program again, Mark, and, and, and for uh, shedding light on this extremely important and critical issue. Uh, the thing about uh, Shireen is that... Um, as you said, uh, she was just one of those people at Al Jazeera that kind of defined Al Jazeera, defined Al Jazeera's narrative uh, in Palestine and certainly has been one of the best journalists, uh, uh, you know, across the Middle East. And, and one thing that I appreciated so much about her, aside from her humble demeanor and just kindness, she was a very kind and gentle person, uh, is, is, is the type of journalism that she did. In Palestine is what we, we call community journalism. Uh, she wasn't this kind of foreign journalist, you know, chasing after scoops and, and such. She tried to engage ordinary people into her reporting. She spoke to, to old ladies in the streets. She would sit with people in coffee shops and talk to them. She spoke to children. She spoke to human rights activists and she worked, talked to, you know, civil society organizers and, and and she was always there. She was always there at the front line and she was extremely courageous in the way she did this. And and you we kind of took it for granted. I mean she's been doing it for such a long time and she was there throughout the entire second Palestinian Intifada. And when Shireen Abu Akli comes on television, you kind of know that everybody has to be quiet because whatever she says is going to be as close to the truth on what is happening and the reality that's happening uh, in Palestine. So when, when I woke up this morning and uh, a colleague tells me that uh, a Palestinian journalist, Al Jazeera journalist, uh, was killed, I mean, two things. Number one, um, as a Palestinian journalist myself, I know many journalists on the ground, so there is always this, you know, sense of, you know, immediacy and urgency. Who is it? You know, because you know you are going to, there's a very good chance you're going to know that person, uh, uh, you know, personally or worked with him or her. But then when, when he said it's Al Jazeera journalist, as someone who has worked for Al Jazeera for years as well, um, that was particularly um, frightening. And then when the name was Shireen Abu Akli, I just could not believe it. You know, this, this person who this incredible journalist, why would she be murdered in, in cold blood in such a way? Not that anybody deserved uh, to be killed, but Shireen was very well known to Israeli soldiers in that area. She's been working there for over 20 years, and 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 they must have known who she was when they actually opened fire and killed her. In fact, many people are using the term assassination. I would use the same term as well, because the, the nature of, of her death was, you know, this is not just a random fire. When you get shot in the head as a journalist, while well, you are fully wearing 
you know, your press vest well, and your this, this is it, Ramsey. If, you know, if she, if she, her colleagues saw her put on the vest which said press. She wore a helmet. Um, everybody knows what a journalist wears in these situations, and uh, clearly she became a target. Um, right. Now, of course, we have also learned today that the Israelis are denying, the Israeli government are denying that any one of their soldiers shot Shireen. They're claiming that she was killed by uh, Palestinians involved in a firefight with the Israelis. But um, there is no evidence that's been off offered by the Israelis to support this. And so far, um, her colleagues, Shireen's colleagues who were there, have disputed the Israeli claims. Now, I think it's worth just pointing out that, uh, of course, that as many of you know, as Ramsey knows, of course, as well, you know, Shireen was a, an, an American and Palestinian citizen. Um, so this actually does put the ball very much in the court of the United States as well. This is not just another case of yet another journalist, by the way, because there have been so many who have been injured and killed by the Israeli forces. Um, this is a case of uh, somebody who's also their citizen. And I just before we come back to Ramsey, we do have a clip. Uh, and this is from uh, Congresswoman Rashida, Rashida Talib, uh, the uh, Michigan Congresswoman, who spoke uh, earlier today on hearing the news. Madam Speaker, earlier we heard our president at the White House correspondence say something very powerful that I want to share in this chamber. President Biden said, we honor journalists killed, missing, imprisoned, detained, and tortured, covering war, exposing corruption, and holding leaders accountable. He further said that the free press is not the enemy of people. Far from it. At, at your best, he told the journalist, you are the guardians of the truth. So today, I would like, as folks woke up this morning all across the world, people woke up to the killing of Shireen Abu Akla. And I would like to do a moment of silence as we heard the shocking news of this journalist of over 20 years, a Palestinian American, killed. So please, a moment of silence. Well, that's very powerful. Um, sadly, you could see from the footage there briefly, there were not all that many Congress men and women there to, to heed that call, but those who were did. Now, the thing is, as you know, Ramsey, we've, this is uh, Shireen's killing today uh, has followed on from a whole succession of killings and of injuries. Um, and we had the, of course, people forget because it happens so frequently, the uh, claims that the Associated Press building was deliberately uh, attacked by the Israelis killing journalists, uh, or, or I, I, I beg your pardon, uh, destroying Associated Press, but also uh, affecting other news journalists uh, outlets in the same building, quite deliberately targeted that building. Uh, in recent days, we've seen journalists who have been attacked outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque, videoed, it's been recorded, journalists who have been covering the planned uh, removal of um, Palestinians uh, and their villages from the Negev. Also, this has gone on and on and on. You know, of course, Palestinians themselves suffer this, civilians suffer this too. Um, there have been 25 Palestinians who've been killed in recent days in some of these military operations. The violence in uh, Palestine, Israel is spreading and journalists are now being targeted. What really must now happen, Ramsey? 
Um, thank you for that, Mark. But I think it's important that we, we um, make it very, very clear here is that when you have these kind of numbers, when the Palestinian Journalist Syndicate, for example, says annually anywhere between 500 to 700 Palestinian journalists or journalists in Palestine are targeted by the Israeli occupation and that nearly 50 of them have been killed since the second intifada in 2000. So we are not talking about random uh, incidents here. We're not talking about journalists being in the crossfire. We are talking about a targeted Israeli uh, uh, campaign that is that aims at silencing journalists because journalists means people who are there reporting and conveying the truth on what is happening in Palestine. That's that's one, one thing. The other thing that we need to keep in mind, if journalists are being mistreated in such a way, beaten, arrested, uh, humiliated, uh, uh, killed, uh, uh, deported, uh, and, and, and so on, imagine what would the plight of civilians be? I mean, these are, these are the people that you know when a journalist is killed is going to make international news. But and, and yet Israel does it without any problem, without any with impunity and without any fear of accountability whatsoever. Imagine the plight of ordinary uh, Palestinian civilians. So this is something that's very important. I think we need to keep in mind the other the third point we need to keep in mind. Sadly, just because Shireen Abu Akli is an American citizen as well. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of lip service paid to this issue, demands for investigations, but at the end of the day, there will be no accountability. That is the tragic truth. She will not be the first Palestinian who was arrested. There are, there are American Palestinians who are in prison right now as we speak. And yet the State Department, the White House, the American government and the American embassy in Israel have done absolutely nothing regarding these individuals. So, so I think there is a little bit more attention because of her dual citizenship. But on the other hand, I don't think it's going to translate to anything practical. And this is why we need to keep pushing. And that's back to your question yeah. regarding what right. needs to happen. Civil society yeah. needs to get involved. Uh, human rights organizations need to get involved. Uh, they need to raise their voices in tandem and say, this is enough. We need accountability. The murderers have to be held accountable, if not according to Israeli law, which we know will not happen, at least according to international law. Um, and, and this Ramses, is very, if very... I, if I may, if I may come in there, I mean, we, we know that the uh, International Criminal Court, there are investigators already in the, in the, on the ground in Ukraine recording uh, alleged war crimes against civilians, moving very, very quickly... Uh, and, uh, of course, you know, had this been a journalist that had been murdered uh, by Russian forces in Ukraine, we can just imagine the the, the outcry across the world uh, for this. There is, of course, an outcry over the, the killing of Shireen. But as you say, um, there is a fear that this could just be papered over, uh, uh, some, some, uh, some condemnation perhaps, but then people move on. But do you not just think that this that could just be a tipping point because global opinion is looking much more intensely now at what's going on um, in Palestine and comparing it to also what's going on in Ukraine? That's right. I think I think we are indeed on the verge of, of that tipping point. But the question is, what are the channels that are going to help us achieve 
that tipping point. We have been talking about that the, 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 the current is changing and that there is, you know, there is a critical mass that is being built and there is a tipping point. It's, it's all true and it's not a fantasy. But the question is, will this justice come from the European Union? Will it come from, 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 from the White House? Will it come from these official channels that have supported Israel for all these years? The technology that is used to kill Palestinians comes from this very government. So I doubt, greatly doubt, that justice will also come from the very entities that provide the weapons to Israel. But the tipping point would have to happen through ordinary people, civil society organizations, human rights uh, organizations where, which have been speaking out to Human Rights Watch, Amnesty, even Israeli human rights organizations such as Bit Salem, they have been speaking out and they have been exposing the murderous nature of this Israeli apartheid. We need to invest more on that and we need to, to build on that with the hope that that tipping point is going to arrive and hopefully soon. Thank you, Ramsey. I mean, and finally, I mean, we've seen a big pushback in recent years in countries such as Germany and also here in the UK against the uh, boycott, divestment and sanctions movement. I wonder now, given what we've seen in recent weeks um, around Al-Aqsa, around the, the killing of journalists, um, and more recently in Gaza, this, uh, this, this, this uh, constant attrition and whether it's being ordered from on high against Palestinian civilians and those who are as journalists as we are and have been journalists doing our job, being targeted. I wonder if actually as a result of all of this, perhaps people get more emboldened and there's a pushback against those governments. And they say, well, it's not just boycott, divest and sanctions. It is sanctions, direct sanctions, as you were saying just then, Ramsey, against the military companies who are supplying the Israeli army with these weapons. That's right. And it has to be because what is the alternative? I mean, in the case of, of Ukraine, the likes of Joseph Borrell and others are talking about the sending lethal weapons, that only war is the answer. But when it comes to the Palestinians, if Palestinians use, 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 resist using armed resistance, they are terrorists. Uh, if they throw rockets at Israel in self-defense, they are saying they are instigating Israeli responses. But if they also use popular resistance, uh, boycott uh, tactics, they are also being called something else. They are anti-Semitic. They are motivated by their hate for Israel. Okay, but what do you have to say about journalists? Even journalists do not have safe space in this discourse. Can we at least agree that journalists should be respected, should be honored, should be given the space? To, to do their work, the likes of Shireen Abu Akli, which has done an incredible uh, job over the last 20 years or so. This should be the reward after all of the, this hard work is just murder in broad daylight. So at least let's agree that this is a red line that cannot be crossed and then build on that, build on that. They have, the journalists have the right to, to, to do their work and they have the right to expose whatever crimes that are happening and let, let audiences around the world make the decision if they are doing a good job or a bad job. And let's build on that. Let's build on that movement. BDS should not only should be uh, sanctioned and should be uh, uh, legalized and allowed to operate in a normal environment because it's a non-violent uh, movement that is based on free choice, but it should actually be given much bigger platforms 
as opposed to being criminalized as it has been in the United States, in France, in Canada, in many other countries. Because at this point, frankly, we Palestinians are being suffocated entirely. I'm not only talking about the hypocrisy regarding Ukraine and all of that. We have been suffocated for so many years. We have no space of self-expression whatsoever. Even our journalists in the eyes of the Israeli soldiers are criminals who deserve to be killed, arrested, beaten, humiliated, and, and deported. And that cannot stand. There has to be an outcry. There has to be an international outcry in order for this injustice to stop. Thank you, Ramsey. And I think it really is a case of shooting the messenger. Um, and uh, today, this uh, this terrible day, when we learned the news of the killing of Shireen, uh, a journalist who who went to report uh, for 30, 40 odd years, uh, has been there on uh, the West Bank in the occupied territories throughout Palestine, reporting dispassionately and fairly. And that's why she carried this respect of uh, all her colleagues. She was a Palestinian, but she reported dispassionately. And, and she has paid for for this, for simply doing her job with her life. So we respect her uh, and we we commemorate her and we, we, we send our deep commiserations to her family. But I'll leave the last word to you, Ramsey, because you knew her. Um, thank you, Mark. I, I, I want to say that, you know, Shireen Abu Akli is was an incredible journalist. She was a colleague. Uh, she was a friend of so many people who knew and loved her. But we also know that we also have the potential of many Shireen Abu Akhlis. Uh, they are the voice of the Palestinian people. I saw an article today published saying that uh, in, in some newspaper that says she was the voice of the voiceless. Palestinians are not voiceless. And Shireen Abu Akhli was herself a Palestinian and she was the voice of her people as opposed to the voice of the voiceless. And there will be many Shireen Abu Haklis. They are all over Al-Aqsa, they're all over Jerusalem, Ramallah, and Gaza. And there will always be another uh, Shireen Abu Haqli who will carry the torch and will continue on with that mission and will continue on with this legacy until the Palestinian people uh, receive their, their freedom and justice at long last. Thank you very much, Ramsey. And on this sad day, um... Thank you all for joining us and let's hope that we meet again and with Ramsey in uh, in slightly more happier times. Thank you. Thank you.